0: The week four slate is missing a lot of high-powered offenses, a lot of high-powered players. We're getting some injuries roll in, unfortunately. Last night in the Thursday night football game, we obviously had a terrible injury, and we're missing some players, including Amon Ross St. Brown, probably DeAndre Swift, probably David Montgomery. Who knows? Christian McCaffrey, maybe. We don't know. Injuries are piling up, and that makes this week four slate pretty crazy. So let's see how we can attack it. On drafters fantasy. all right guys I was, I was saying this the other day I think on the other battle royale show week four feels simultaneously like the season just started and like it's week sixteen that's how I feel it's exactly how I feel right now in week four like i said the the injuries are definitely starting to pile up I think that's the number one most notable thing to to bring up as uh, as into some some drafts here and it's particularly important because it, it this isn't dfs on draftkings or fanduel or yahoo or whatever and it's obviously not your your season long league where only certain players are available on waivers or on your team or you know you have start sit decisions and all of that there's an interesting wrinkle particularly on drafters where if you get out ahead of some of these injuries with the ability to swap players on Sunday, you can gain a pretty big edge. I think this is one of the weeks, whether you were planning for the David Montgomery and, um, i Ross St. Brown injuries. And obviously Deandre Swift, which I think if you were using our rankings is something that you would have been doing. And I think a lot of people probably were doing, getting out ahead of Khalil Herbert and such. And so you're probably not going to swap those guys. But you also may have drafted Amon Ross St. Brown, taking a shot on him in drafts. And now that's something you'll be looking to swap off of. We have other players now, like Christian McCaffrey, who no one understands and appreciates the, (laughs) the... past rise in the, the current fall of, of the 101 CMC. But at the end of the day, if he's healthy, and this is still the Arizona Cardinals defense, that's a guy I don't want to have zero of. Is the expectation that he's going to smash? Of course not. But I think he's a great player for us to consider getting out ahead of if the market is... Is scared of someone like CMC. Um, we then obviously have the situation with only a few like truly appealing games, and more importantly, only a true a few like big time quarterbacks to latch onto, if you will, on drafters. It's a little bit better because we do have Patrick Mahomes, and they're only five person drafts, so you kind of have to me, a pretty locked-in top five. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. But I think there's also pretty clearly a, a tier of three at the top that is much better. And so if we're not getting one of those top three quarterbacks with the rushing upside that they provide and the game environments that they're in, it's possible that we may want to dip our toes into some slightly lesser owned players. I think my favorite would be Russell Wilson, but if you really wanted to go to um, maybe you think Tom Brady will bounce back with some of these weapons, maybe, maybe coming back. Um, But those would be, uh, that would be another, like, you know, the amount of people with a Tom Brady, Chris Godwin stack are going to be very few and far between just because of how these, these drafts, Play out. So, how we handle those top quarterbacks, kind of how we figure out the back end of drafts and how we handle injuries, I think are kind of the key, most important um, aspects of this week on Drafters. And again, their swap functionality, highly recommend playing on Drafters. The swap functionality is amazing, absolutely amazing. It's the best uh, ability to swap. Both injured players, non-injured players, everything being able to swap on Sundays is the best. So, if you have not yet signed up for Drafters, you can get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. So, you deposit a hundred dollars, you deposit ten dollars, totally up to you. They have a bunch of cheap contests, which I'll pull up right now. So, um, but you, if you use promo code Spike, and there's also a link in the description here to get you that bonus. But you see here, you know. They've kind of been sticking to this fairly similar um, contest structure every single week. They have this two-quarterback, the Shark, which is a $55 entry. We actually drafted one on Wednesday. Myself, Shane, and Nez, if you want to go back and check that out. Again, that was on Wednesday. And then they have what I would call their main tournament, the Whale here, $5.50 tournament. With 1,000 people, 1000 bucks to first place, and 5% drafts. It's pretty nice to be able to only have to beat 1,000 people. Now, can you win $50,000 on here? No, of course not. But you want to start to build up a bankroll. In my opinion, this is the place to do it. So we're going to see if we can fill one of these whales here. looks like we need one more. One more. <laughs> Nez. Nez, was already, Nez was already ready. Looks like we need one more in the whale now. Um, I love everything that Underdog is doing with their battle royale contests and, and everything, but I think um we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday too, that the the drafter streets, the water is warm. It's ironic that they have shark, whale, etc. as their uh uh contest names because i think the water is pretty warm uh on on drafters. Now, it probably won't be in this draft cuz i see, you know, a bunch of very smart players that are in here, including uh including the other the other Eric B. The other Eric B never draft RBs, but uh i'm i'm pretty uh you know, bullish on what drafters is doing from a weekly perspective. The drafts don't really take much longer because they there're only five people as opposed to six and so the fact that you're drafting two two more rounds doesn't matter right and so it's it's one of those things where the only thing honestly for being like just being totally blunt about it the only thing holding people back from drafting on drafters in my opinion is just the fact that there's you know 50k top prizes on on underdog I want to chase the top i want to chase the top prize too you know what i mean but if i can't if i can't you know i I can't always win fifty thousand dollars every single week and a way to help you know boost up your bankroll in order to take more shots on the the fifty thousand dollars to first and the really top heavy tournaments over on underdog is to play on on drafters talked about it again on wednesday i'm referencing this but talked about the fact that I in the the two quarterback tournament last week, I finished third for five hundred bucks. I think so. You ten x ten x your investment, right? And my team was not good. <laughs> I basically had Josh Allen, Lamar, and Mark Andrews, and a bunch of useless picks. My my running backs combined for like eleven points, and you, that team is just absolutely stone cold dead on um, underdog right, and then, as eric says i i really I really like picking eight players, making sure you have to take two running backs, you have to take the flexes um and all I, that's probably my favorite part uh, along with it being full point PPR so um there's my there's my sp- oh damn okay, I gotta take Kelsey now, Andrews goes um. I think maybe even more than the quarterback stuff, the elite tight end is even more powerful in in drafts, especially in full point full point PPR. Um I th- I, I it, they're 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 close, particularly this week, because they're such a big teardrop after those first three. Um but Mahomes is on the slate. And you know, once we get um Burrow back on there and uh um, just a fully loaded. Ooh, JT goes. I am gonna take Jalen Hurts. I actually like as the week has gone on, I have really started to become a Hurts uh, over Lamar. This week, I don't think I was that way to start, and I and I, I think I'm Hurts over Lamar. And I know I just gave uh, the third pick the Andrews Lamar stack, but. I think I'm Hurts over Lamar. I think there's a few different things about that Bills game that are concerning. One is the fact that everybody has been hair on fire blitzing, playing aggressively against Lamar and the Ravens so far, and all it has done is bury them. Lamar's getting blitzed like crazy. He's chucking it up to Andrews and getting crushed. Defenses are getting crushed. And so the Bills have blitzed in three games. The Bills have blitzed three, or excuse me, in three games, the Bills have blitzed eight times total. They're not going to blitz Lamar Jackson. Now, can he be fine against a team that's not blitzing? Of course. But if they're going to keep everything in front and Keep players, you know, assigned to him in the run game. They are assuredly going to devote a lot of attention to Mark Andrews, maybe more so than some of these slapdick teams that have played the Ravens so far. I, I, I uh, Then you, you combine, there's for sure going to be 20 plus mile an hour wins. Uh, people are talking about 30, 35 mile an hour wins in that game for the Bills. And it's like, I really, really, really like that game. I agree that it's probably the best game, but uh, now I'm going to stack old uh, hurts here with AJ Brown. Now, the reason I like hurts is being able to, I I do like Rashad Bateman as a stacking partner with Lamar, but those are the only two guys you have. If you can't get, you know, SB Scott here in the Scott here in the chat, of course you get Andrews take, take Lamar. I have, I have no, absolutely no qualms about that, but uh, yeah, this is a good one. Tony says uh, everybody's on Lamar. So it's going to be, it's going to be Dobbins. It's going to be Dobbins week this week. I would I would not be surprised. Um, very unfortunate Keenan. Keenan is hurt again. But I do think that makes that uh, Mike Williams, assuming Keenan is not healthy, um, pretty into Mike Williams. We'll see what uh, Eric does, does here. I should have shut the fuck up uh, while he had 15 seconds left on the clock. Chubb. Also like Nick... Nick Chubb I am gonna pass on CMC and let you guys try to make that decision and I'm gonna take big Mike and I'm gonna take big Mike um sure Evan why not we can talk trades need trade help someone offered me a trade for AJ Brown and James Conner and oh so you're getting AJ Brown and James Conner and giving up Swift Jamal Williams and Hopkins I also have Najee but DJ Moore is currently (laughs) um I I think it's fine. I mean, I definitely would want A.J. Brown over DeAndre Hopkins. That just kind of depends if you think you can ride out uh, starting Jamal and whoever your crappy wide receivers are, right, uh, uh, behind D.J. Moore. I do like D.J. Moore. This week, I'm going to get Lucy with the football, with D.J. Moore, yet again, for sure, in DFS against the Cardinals. I don't care. I don't care what everybody says about Baker. I'm playing DJ Moore. Nice. We did just uh, get official word that Gabe Davis is playing. So that's good. Um, But yeah, I, I think uh, totally understandably everybody's on Lamar. But also, <clears throat> as good as Lamar is, and as banged up as the Bills' defense is, this is still his toughest test. This is still his toughest test. And even if it weren't his toughest test, I believe it was, uh, I was listening to um, Rich Rebar, I believe, I'm going to screw up the exact number, but you'll get the point by the gist of of what I'm saying. Lamar has scored like 30-something points over expectation so far this year. And so he's breaking these crazy long runs, which he can do. That's the ceiling that you get. With well, the that's why he that that's why he is drafted where he gets drafted but like that when that doesn't happen we're going to get whatever what was it week 1 where he's like fine 20 20 fantasy points or something and so um cmc Javante and oh no cmc jamal and lenny go let's look at running back where are we we can I think we can hold off running back if I have a wide receiver, I want. You know, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna double stack Hertz here. Also really into Devonta Smith. The as the week has gone on, I've gotten more and more into Devonta Smith. I think AJ Brown is still kind of the the leader, you know, if you will, the out the the alpha, but I'm not sure that it's not like an alpha and a co alpha. In, in that offense, I think if week one hadn't happened for Devonta Smith with the goose egg and just the last two weeks had happened, I think everyone would be viewing. Like if this was week three and week one was cut off the face of the earth, I think it, everyone would be feeling different about Devonta Smith and the split between the two of them. Now, it did happen. It's not like we can just say ignore that game. Right. It's like ignore uh, the fact that Gabriel Davis scored four touchdowns in a playoff game. Uh, I'm going to take Javante. I don't think I've taken Javante yet. Another team that I've gotten more into, which I was pretty into to start the week. But I think a a team to attack 100 percent this this week is the Broncos. We're probably going to go go down again. Russ, no one's no one's yelling let's run no one no one's no one's riding anywhere right now in broncos country but i think if if the entire market is completely out on this this team that threw for that that has has accumulated a bunch of yards they can't score touchdowns (laughs) they just can't score touchdowns the one game where that flips and they score four or five touchdowns they're going to have League winners, tournament winners on there because it's it's four dudes. Now, it's two running backs, which is a, a concern for Javante, but it's it's four guys. Javante, Alden, Sutton, Judy. When Judy's healthy, it's those four guys, and that is it. And so if they're going to have good games, and this is a great matchup against the Raiders, if they're going to have good games, like, I don't know how... I don't know how they go all year without big time fantasy scores. Maybe Russ is absolutely just that bad, but there are there are worse quarterbacks out there producing fantasy results for their teams, right? Their skill players are scoring fantasy points. So like, I just don't see how uh, we don't want to buy low on the Broncos. and it may not be this week. Who's to say that it's this week against Vegas, But I think, I just want to be I would rather be a week early than a week than a week late. So Khalil Herbert goes, Drake London goes, the big dog Derrick Henry goes. Running back is getting gross. I should have probably taken my guy Khalil Herbert at some point here, but it's okay. Other thing I really like about these drafts on drafters is you know I like to get get cute and everything, but um, uh, sorry, uh, Felix, I'm taking Aaron Jones over Naji. Just wanted to let you know that that was happening because I cannot, I can't do it. I can't do it with uh, Naji. Now we can start to queue up, queue up some guys here. Now, Amon Ra is out, so DJ Chark I do think is a a little bit more viable. Still not my favorite. Still not my favorite. I am okay taking Javante and one of the Broncos' wide receivers. Again, probably not my fa- absolute favorite thing to do, but um, there's my guy DJ Moore. Just build up the queue here for this last, for the, for the old flex play. MVS, I kind of like MVS this week. Richie James, I think, is not the absolute craziest pick to mix in. Your last round's. Oh. Uh, mainly here on drafters, you know. Oh, since I took Javante, I am gonna take DJ Moore. I'm a sucker. I can't help. I can't help myself with DJ Moore. But such is life. Najee's gonna pop off this week. Tony says his points are only on the rise. Well, that is true. Slowly but surely, <laughs> very slowly and very surely. Najee's points are on the rise um I don't think the jets are the world's best matchup for him to be honest. I know maybe that sounds crazy. people really you know hate the hate the uh jets and kind of still think the jets are the old jets, but I think on defense they are reasonable, not great they're not you know they're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that uh. I think that the Jets get a little bit of a bad rap just because they're still a bad team, but I don't think the defense is quite as bad as maybe per perception. Um, yes, Scott, definitely. This is, I mean, DJ Moore, The DJ Moore has two things really, really going against him, like really going against him. Baker Mayfield and its coaches. Everything else is perfect. Arizona is arguably the best matchup in the NFL? Right, arguably the right now the Ravens probably are, which is scary with the Bills coming to town. Um the way the Ravens pass defense is playing, but Arizona was a team and I'm not giving up on this. The, they were the team coming into the year that my take or whatever, my assessment of the situation was that this defense was horrible. In particular, the secondary was horrible. And they were going to get lit up and get lit up and get lit up every single week. And that's largely what has happened. That's largely what has happened for for Arizona. And so I'm not backing down. DJ Moore is too talented. He doesn't get picked in all of these what is the difference between DJ Moore and Jerry Judy or whatever. I don't I don't believe that there is one right you're it's not like you're deciding in the last round of dj moore or aj brown or whatever or mike even mike williams who i have on this team right you're not deciding that you're deciding between a bunch of guys who have issues maybe you believe some of them have a little bit less issues but they all have issues and dj moore absolutely has issues but the when the issue is not the ability of the player nor the matchup i don't know man i'm willing to jump into those waters when I understand the coach and I understand the quarterback are really serious issues, but the two the two issues that are that come along the least are we know this player is a star, and we know that this matchup is golden, right? You're going to have the coaching issue. Uh, other people are going to have coaching issues. Other people are going to have matchup issues. Other people are going to have quarterback issues, but you get. A, a talent, an undeniable talent in an undeniable matchup. And like, I'm just willing to roll the dice and see how it goes. Um, so, I'm a long winded way of saying I'm very much in on DJ Moore again. And we'll be back a week from now. And I will be, you know, uh, calling myself an idiot. I'll be complaining about, just like everybody else is, about Baker Mayfield and Ben McAdoo. And uh, and and all that, um, yeah. It, Scott says Marquise Brown on the other side still has no no Hopkins. Hollywood's an interesting one. I, I, the Carolina defense, in my opinion, is like really good, uber talented. J.C. Horn and um, oh my god, I'm forgetting about the other corner's name. Someone someone remind me about their other outside corner. Good pass rush athletes all over the field tons of high tons of high draft picks just athletes everywhere can get pressure have really good corners really good aggressive corners and i i i kind of like carolina in this game and um it's it's a absolutely blind uh faith in just the talent on the field outside of the quarterback and outside of you know the coaches and uh I kind of think Arizona, if you're talking about teams that have been disappointing, how has Arizona not been even more disappointing than the Panthers? Arizona made the playoffs last year, and I know DeAndre Hopkins is not on the team, but he was, it's not like he was playing all year last year, nor was he playing at a very high level last year when he was out there. And they have a superstar quarterback. They have uh, still, theoretically, pieces on offense that aren't much worse than what Carolina has, but that that team stinks. <laughs> they they absolutely stink, and Cliff's got to go, which uh, I guess is going to be a little tricky with the the extension. Um, but such such is life. Let we we'll do one more. We'll do we'll do one more uh, whale here, and we need three more. If any of you guys want to want to do one more, I'll see if I can get a see if we can get a little different texture to um, this one. I have done I don't get as, as much time during the week as I um, usually hope for to do all my drafts I'm trying to go to my teams here here we go. So I've done three whales, two sharks and three of the splash and um, let's look at the let's look at the two QB while we see if we can fill that contest. The first two QB I did, was Josh Allen? Oh, let's. Where's? Let me go to view the draft. Josh Allen, Mark Andrews. Again, prioritizing the tight end. Getting Josh Allen and Mark Andrews. I know it's not stacked, but they're correlated. Getting Justin Herbert as the second quarterback with huh, similar guys here: A.J. Brown, and Mike Williams. But then stacking, um, you know, obviously stacking Mike Williams with Herbert, and then using Gabe as the stack with um, Josh Allen, Tyler Lockett, one of my, another one of my favorite late round wide receivers. Him and DJ Moore are very similar to me. Kind of crappy situations, awesome matchups, really good football players. Devonta Smith. We're just gonna getting a Bills stack with a bringback, getting the Chargers stack, and then still getting the Eagles stack. It's like in this hundred man field. Just and then uh, got the old Damian Pierce bring back, bring back at uh, running back for the Chargers, but then you see Khalil Herbert. This is kind of how I like to construct my teams in in that that tournament. But I figured we'd take a look at a couple of those. Hit these questions real quick, James. Who did you start this week, Judy? Ooh, very good question. So what I do? This is a lazy, you know. People probably don't want to hear this answer, but that's okay. I just use whatever projection source that you trust the most. You know, it, it could be anything. I, I don't know some of the sites that everybody uses, but um I would just go to the projections that I trust. So like I'm looking at Rotogrinder's projections right now, and I can let me go Denver. What do we have? DJ Moore and DJ Shark. Um and let's sort by fantasy points. Uh, DJ Moore, DJ, we have DJ Moore projected for about points, uh, 7 to 0. .75 PPR points more than Jerry Judy. DJ Chark is uh, two points behind. We'll call it two points. But honestly, you know, it. I try not to like burden myself too, too, too much with kind of the start-sit decisions. Um, if I think something is really, like, off with the projection source that I'm using, like, if this had, I don't know, I'm just uh, pulling something out of my ass. If if this had uh, um, DJ Chark for, like, four more points than those other guys, or, you know, some something like that. Um, I did not realize that this started. Um, please ignore me. Give me a second, and I'll double back to the... Diggs, Barkley. Now 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 give me now give me Andrews. Now we'll get Andrews in this one. Um, but that's kind of what I do for the start set stuff. Like I said, obviously I'm smell testing and all that. And what I would also say is like, do you do you have a preference between between those three guys? Is there somebody you, you know, want to play a little bit more? Was there a guy, you know, you invested more of your drafts into like there's a reason why I'm still starting Gabe Davis, and I, and I'm, I mean I, I do really like Gabe this week. I don't think you should sit him this week, but I want to root. I want to root for the guy. I'm not sitting him for for something else. A lot of that's a cop out answer, but I think it's real life. What should we do about Eckler this week? Great matchup, but he's not getting carries, especially inside the ten. Let me let me take a look at my pick here. After I took Andrews, well now I just sat here and. Talked. I wonder. Every, I wonder. There's going to be so many. I'm going to, I'm going to do Hurts with Mark Andrews. There's just going to be so many more Lamar. Right. Everybody that gets to that spot where I'm in right there is going to take Lamar and stack him with Andrews. And I obviously, I get that. But that does, just because Andrews is the highest scoring tight end doesn't mean Lamar is going to outscore Jalen Hurts. And so, um I would want to have Lamar Andrews teams but I also want to have Andrews that don't have um Lamar Jackson I do like Mike Evans this week <sighs> freaking CMC- Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to take CMC. I just can't have, I don't think I've drafted. I don't know if I've drafted CMC yet to, in any of these. Um, What would you do about Eckler? Great matchup, but not getting the carries, especially inside the 10. Eric asks. Yeah. He's really tough to trust, man. I think without, <clears throat> I kind of said this on the rotor grinder Sunday morning TFS show last, last week I was talking to um, John Breslin, AKA squirrel patrol. And he brought up Eckler and my sentiment, my sentiment about most things DFS, but also about Eckler, is similar to what I mentioned with CMC or with DJ Moore. When everyone thinks something is true and always going to be true, like Eckler never scoring any touchdowns or getting goal line work, I don't. I don't think Eckler is going to get goal line carries either. Right? I don't really care that much about the carries. I do care about this game environment being bad if he's not going to catch a bunch of passes. But, on the other hand, it's the Houston Texans. The Chargers should score points. And who am I to say it can't be an Eckler swing pass and an Eckler 20-yard carry? Why can't he score two touchdowns? Like, it's absolutely within the range, and everybody just sees the same thing and reacts off the same information. Oh, no, he's not getting the volume. Oh, no, he's not getting the goal line carries. I am worried about that, too. At a, at a normal, you know, if I had to play a cash game team or whatever, it's honestly not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But I think that there are like a ton of paths still to him. Absolutely being a uh, smash. Hold on. I'm trying to check out what running there. Eckler is available. Yeah. I'm just going to go, we're going to reach a smidgey for Devonta Smith just to lock up that stack because I don't really have a strong feeling for any of these other guys. And so I just wanted to get that stack in and kind of get myself, buy myself a, a minute to uh, to kind of figure out the next route. But basically the thing about Eckler is just, is just that, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable. There he goes. Of course. I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, like I said, setting a cash game team and saying, yes, Eckler is the best play. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable if I had drafted him a bunch in best ball or I had had him on my season long team. I wouldn't be happy. You, You know, you start him in season long and you deal with it. But in these contests where the former sixth overall pick or fifth overall pick in drafts, is now going super late similar to McCaffrey it's like just betting against what everyone else thinks is a certainty based off of only 3 games and even if it is a certainty these players are so good and they have such a role with the pass catching and everything that like we still you still have like monstrous upside like legit monstrous upside so um let me see here i might i might Go have a little fun here, going going off the board with some. Uh, just go all the way off the board with all of my guys. Ten seconds. I am gonna take Tyler Lockett. Elver, Elver says non PPR, so standard. I assume. Cortland Sutton, Aaron Jones, or Damian Pierce. Ooh. ooh. Um, I'll admit I don't play in any standard leagues, so this is very far out of my (laughs) area of expertise. If there's anybody in the chat that has a good uh, bit of advice, I think it would probably be Aaron Jones. Just, um, you know, not the absolute best matchup, but I think running back for the Packers catches passes I know the I know the receptions don't get you any points but still the receiving work helps boost that floor and he's the guy that can go score four touchdowns in any game what he had he had two or three already uh in in a week this year yeah I mean Eckler on his touches is gonna be good the concern is how many touches and where on the field are those touches but like that's the part of that's that that's the variance of football. Yes, he's less likely. He is absolutely less likely to score a touchdown than other running backs who get all that work. Jared Goff, oh, baby. Love it, Rodney. Got the Jay Williams backfield with a little Jared Goff action. Okay. Um, I'm going to add, I think, hold on. What I wanted to do... Is he on? Let me take him already. We're gonna take. We're gonna take Khalil Herbert. I just because I just realized I have CMC. I don't think I want this to be the DJ Moore team if it has CMC. So now we're gonna get some Sutton. Get some Mike. Will get some Gabe. Terry Judy. (laughs) Hmm. Trying to see who else is all down here. Trying to get have, have a little fun, get a little crazy at the end. I think we've hit a wall though. <laughs> um, and the team is Jalen Hurts stacked with Devonta Smith, CMC, Khalil Herbert, Tyler Lockett, and Mark Andrews. So I need a wide receiver and a flex. I'll take. I'm going to take Sutton. People are replying to me now on Twitter because I made fun of the uh, Twitter doctor. It's me. It's funny. <clears throat> People are hilarious. I feel bad for Tua. I feel bad for Tua. Brutal, brutal stuff with Tua breathing fantasy football literally can you explain that that's for the audio listeners that's this person's uh, uh, uh shout out to you for joining joining the show but can you explain to me how you literally breathe fantasy football what does that look like like what is or like you know what does that process entail literally breathing fantasy football I'm pretty interested because I think I'm probably right there with you. If someone else were also to literally breathe fantasy football, I'm in, we're all in that group together. And so I'm curious what uh, EJ, shout out EJ. I need to know how you literally breathe fantasy football. I just watched the, uh, you're a yoga instructor. Do you talk about fantasy football while you do? Also, also, that's awesome. That sounds like a sweet job. Um, okay, I got it. Damn it. I took Sutton. Let's, do, I have, I have a little bit more Gabe. Let's take Terry McLaurin. We're going to take, we're going to round, round her out with Terry McLaurin on this, on this team. Um, I just finished watching the Dahmer documentary and I don't know why the literally breathing fantasy football reminded me of uh, the just insane shit that's in that documentary that obviously happened in real life. Absolutely insane. Yes. As Rodney says, namaste. So drafted a team where we took Mark Andrews third overall came back with Jalen hurts to get a little different from all the Lamar and hurts teams. And again, this that's like something I definitely like to do when I'm drafting multiple teams, right? Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah always always uh, when you're drafting multiple teams is like the difference between Hurts and Lamar is not so great that I want to have all my Andrews teams be tied to Lamar and we know that the field is naturally going to have way 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 more Lamar and Andrews teams than Hurts and Andrews teams so I really like that start. <laughs> this isn't my, fa- my absolute fa- favorite team, which tells you about the sentiment around Christian McCaffrey. When Christian McCaffrey is your third-round pick in a freaking weekly draft, when the discussion a month ago was whether he should be the 101 or the 102, I know he's, he's banged up and we don't know, but I can swap him out. The team is not dead if... You know, going back to the beginning discussion around injuries and swaps and all of that kind of stuff, this team is not dead if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. I'll swap somebody else in. But if you if we just get against the Arizona Cardinals, doo doo defense, why can't he? You know, and he doesn't have to be old Christian. He doesn't. We don't need the forty point old school Christian McCaffrey games because no running back is doing that anymore. He ran for hundred yards last week. He's not getting the targets. The offense is a mess. Everyone knows how bad he looks and how bad their offense looks, but he's still running efficiently despite how bad the offense is. And so I don't know. He, it tells you a lot when I'm, when I'm looking at a team that has the best tight end in fantasy, a superstar quarterback, when there's only three, maybe four on this slate and Christian freaking McCaffrey against the Arizona Cardinals. And you're like, eh, I don't know if I love it. And I think that speaks that's all that needs to really be said about, about the sentiment. Definitely agree. I mean, both the coaching and Baker both are the problem. I mean, Baker, Baker was the quarterback on Browns teams that scored plenty of points. I know he was a shit show for the Browns, plenty too, but Baker didn't hold the Browns back from having success. Now he held them back, you know, from time to time. He definitely did, but he didn't hold them back from having success every week. And he stinks. I, I agree that he stinks. But it's a combination of the fact that Baker is there with Ben freaking McAdoo and Matt Rule. Right? And yet still, we knew this a month ago. Everyone knew this a month ago. This is not new information. Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule, everybody knew that these guys were total dunces. Everyone knew that Baker Mayfield wasn't good. This has long been established. Coming all off-season, the discussion was still is Christian McCaffrey the 101 or the 102 in fantasy drafts. And most people made him their 101 actually by the end. Now, we can adjust because we have more information now. We can adjust, but that doesn't mean that he's not still Christian McCaffrey and that that potential doesn't doesn't exist in in any given week. Does the 12-catch potential exists? Probably not. But does the RB1 of the week potential still exist against the Arizona Cardinals? Absolutely. On a PPR site? Absolutely. And you get the benefit of swapping if he does happen to sit. Or you get, oh, shit, you get cold feet. <laughs> you got cold feet? Switch them out. Um. So anyway, this was the Christian McCaffrey show. This is the christian McCaffrey show, but I think it was important to talk about c m c because there's a lot of panic around him. I also am panicking. It's not like I'm playing him in d f s or anything um close <laughs> anything anything close to even considering him in d f s but I think that um we're just at that point in the season where there's a lot we're we're reacting a lot to a little information, and it's not that we don't want to react. But in these games, Battle Royale, these snake drafts, you play your DFS tournament, you're, you're going to win more going against these types of, you know, confirm this, this confirmation that everybody has. It's over for the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey's never going to have a, a good game ever again. Never going to have a spike week, no pun intended. Austin Eckler, it's over. Never getting – and, like, I'm a wide receiver, bro – Trust me, it's it, it feels good watching the you know the the people who took Austin Eckler fifth overall get punished. But that doesn't mean that now those guys are out. Those guys are taking Nick Chubb, those guys are taking Leonard Fournette, these other guys ahead of them. And it's like, you know, let's pump the brakes. It's been it's been three weeks and kind of see, you know. Is a bounce back coming? I would rather I would rather be too early or be wrong betting against what everybody else feels is a 100 percent certain than do the same thing as everyone else and think the same thing as everyone else, and pray to flip coins with all of our teams, right? Draft the Lamar Andrews stack, maybe get a bills player, take Jamal Williams, you know, and on down the list. Like I think our best bet is to to take these tournaments down, and especially on drafters, you just have so much so many fewer teams you have to beat that lean into c m c lean into Austin Eckler, lean into Gabe davis, lean into d j Moore, lean into the Broncos, right? because just a month ago we were leaning all the way in there, there was nobody. Leaning out, you know, I know not everybody was absolutely in on all of those players. But the point being, all these guys were high, 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 high picks. Extremely high picks. And uh, now the market has completely reacted the, the opposite way. And again, it has nothing to do with what's right or wrong. It has to do with this silly little game, this silly little game that we play. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. That's it. That's it for, for week four. If you're into DFS, I have my weekly Friday show with Matt Kelly, AKA the pod father and Dario Epstein, I believe from um, player profiler on rotogrinders.com here in little over an hour. And then I also do the, the DFS show on Sunday mornings on Roto-Grinders. I'm working on updating the rankings today, the Battle Royale rankings for the Swift, Amon Ra, right? And, and all the news that comes in today. We'll probably update for CMC and all that stuff. We'll have an article coming out for the Sunday, Monday night games. What I expect to be a, a, a hybrid um, a hybrid slate. And... Um uh, next week, really excited to get into some of the in-season stuff. Have the in have the in season rankings updated for resurrection on underdog. Um if drafters launches in an in-season contest. And we're we're really we're going. We're going now. The season's flying and we're flying. So everybody have a good weekend. I'll see you guys either later today, next week, sometime soon. Catch you later. Peace.